0: Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast is sponsored by my friends over at ShopC60.com. If you haven't heard of Carbon 60 or otherwise called C60 before, it is a powerful Nobel Prize winning antioxidant that helps to optimize mitochondrial function, fights inflammation, and neutralizes toxic free radicals. I'm a huge fan of using C60 in conjunction with a healthy lifestyle to support your immune system, help your body detox, and increase energy and mental clarity. If you are over the age of 40 and you'd like to kick fatigue and brain fog to the curb this year, visit shopc60.com and use the coupon code JOCKERS for 15% off your first order and start taking back control over your health today. The products I use, I use their C60 in organic, mct coconut oil they have it in various different flavors they also have sugar-free gummies that are made with allulose and monk fruit they also have carbon 60 and organic avocado and extra virgin olive oil when it's combined with these fats it absorbs more effectively and carbon 60 is great as a natural energizing tool because it really helps your mitochondria optimize your energy production Now, if you take it late at night, for some individuals, it may seem a little bit stimulating. So that's why we recommend taking it earlier in the day, and it will give you that great energy, that great, great mental clarity that you want all day long. It will help reduce the effects of oxidative stress and aging and really help you thrive. So again, guys, go to shopc60.com, use the coupon code JOCKERS to save 15% off your first order and start taking back control of your health today. Welcome back to the podcast. Got a really great topic today. We're going to talk about glyphosate, dysbiosis, and leaky gut, the role of toxins in gut health and integrity with Dr. Isaac Elias, and he is an expert in detoxification. So we're going to talk about pesticides and herbicides and how they impact gut health, how they drive up inflammation in the body. We're going to talk about a key survival protein, something that most people have not heard of galactin three and how it forms biofilms, how it increases dysbiosis or bacterial imbalances, and how it drives up other inflammatory proteins, such as C-reactive protein, MMP9, uh, a lot of a lot of key uh, compounds that increase the inflammatory activity in the body. So really interesting stuff. He's also going to go through some very unique uh, formulations that he's created that really help with detoxifying glyphosate and supporting the healing of the gut wall. So really great topic. I'm really excited about this. Dr. Elias is a leading expert in the field of integrative medicine, specializing in cancer detoxification, immunity, and complex conditions. He's a respected physician researcher, best-selling author of the book, The Survival Paradox. And he's a founder and formulator of EcoNugenics, a line of science-backed supplements. He's a founder and medical director of Amida Ba Medical Clinic in Santa Rosa, California, where he has pioneered the use of therapeutic apheresis as an adjunctive blood filtration treatment for detox and chronic degenerative conditions. So Dr. Elias is really uh, great to talk to, and uh, he's got a lot of really interesting insights when it comes to natural health. He's a pioneer for sure. And I know that you guys will get a lot of value out of this interview. And if you know anybody that's suffering with chronic health issues or is just really interested in learning more about natural health, definitely share this podcast with them. This information can literally change and save lives. So please share it. And if you've not left us a five-star review, now is the time to do that. Just go to Apple iTunes, wherever you listen to the podcast find where the reviews are, leave us a five-star review. That helps us reach more people and impact more lives with this message. Thank you so much for doing that, and let's go into the show. Well, Dr. Eliaz, really great to be able to connect here, and I know you're an expert in detoxification, and I know you've been researching the effects of toxins and how to address them for decades. What do you see as the worst toxins that are impacting health today?
1: That's a great question. And, uh, you know, when we look at toxins, we can't look at them in an isolated way because when you look at the toxin, you got the formal toxin that of course I'll I'll get, I'll answer you. And then you got them coupled with heavy metals and with mycotoxins and with exposure to EMF and radiation and stress and lack of sleep and, and emotional toxicity and psychological toxicity and mental toxicity. And they all work together. But if we want to pick one, one toxin, especially one that affects the gut lining, Mm -hmm. leaky gut, dysbiosis, and really affects our health, it is glyphosate within the group of pesticides. And one of the reasons is not only the toxicity, but, you know, the fact that we cannot escape from it. Mm. It's everywhere, no matter what you do. And, you know, there are other ways, you know, you can have an air filter if you have uh, mycotoxins, you can avoid heavy metals in your water, but you really cannot avoid avoid glyphosate. It's everywhere mm. because if it's, a, it's a water-soluble sub, a substance, so it can, you know, if you look at areas where it's being sprayed in a flat area, it will go 10, 15 miles. So imagine yeah. you can go through multiple organic fields and they are getting... And the, especially now imagine if there is a slope right and you got a vineyard for example spring and below a beautiful organic vineyard which is being flushed with glyphosate and ends up in your grapes or in your wine or so yeah and the effects are devastating and that's why i, I and the amounts of course yeah so in this yeah. sense i think uh Just for people to get a sense, there are about 330 million pounds of glyphosate a year being used in the U.S. So one pound, David, per person, per year. Wow. Unbelievable. And and it stays, you know, it's not like it's going anywhere. And if you look at the chart of pesticides, there are another 20 pesticides that are used in levels of tens of millions of pounds. Mm. And... And one of the things is when you look at pesticides, they are made in very toxic solutions, soups that are not regulated. Right. So, so uh, they might it.
0: test like one chemical,
1: but they're not testing exactly. the chemical soup together. Exactly. And in this, and this is why definitely glyphosate is something that uh, people are not aware enough or aware. And, you know, even in our field, we kind of get used to to accepting it. You know, I know from my field, I know I've been done a lot of important work in detoxification and removal. It's part of my work with galactin-3 and modified citrospectin, And published on it 25 years ago and and showed that there are effective ways. And I really kind of got numbed to the idea that, okay, you, can, you can't do anything about glyphosate. So I realized how much it's affecting patients. And in this sense, i'm i made it a goal of mine the last 3 years to put more emphasis into it and to find a solution which i found but it's because it's really it's really something that we don't have ownership on we don't have it's 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 given to us without without permission you know
0: yeah absolutely yeah. well yeah. you know glyphosate is you know I guess one of the most well talked about herbicides right. and so it's its goal, the reason why they, you know that many that agricultural uh, professionals are using it is to try to keep weeds down and things like that. right. How does it impact us when we consume it?
1: Well, so it impacts us in multiple levels. In the level of the gut, you know it affects absorption of nutrients in the plant. But because it affects the microbiome adversely, and kills the microbiome and reduces the the diversity as the microbiome takes an active part in absorption it affects our absorption and it couples so for example certain amino acid like tryptophan won't get absorbed which means there's no serotonin right and right. you can you can imagine the the gut brain connection which we'll get in a moment but then also it will couple with heavy metals and help deliver them through the gut lining, but also through the blood-brain barrier. So you got aluminum penetrating more into the brain and other heavy metals. But in the gut, it increases zonulin. It increases the the space between the cells in the gut. It creates leaky gut per se. And as a result, you get autoimmune responses. And it's really important for people to realize, no, we talk about the gut-brain connection a lot, right? Yeah. One of the basis of Chinese medicine it's called the Spleen Stomach School for millennia, because we have our physical digestive system in the gut. We have our mental digestive system in the brain. But we know now that so many neurotransmitters, not surprisingly, because both digest, break, and provide information for the body, food information, nutritional information that we need to thrive and mental information. So as as thus, it's not surprising that a lot of the neurotransmitters are manufactured in the gut and that anything or many of the things that will disrupt the gut lining will also disrupt the blood-brain barrier. So now you get an immune response or a response to molecules that are not supposed to be in the brain. Now you are dealing with neuroinflammation. You can handle an inflammatory process in the gut more easily but you can't handle an inflammatory process in a closed box that has no place to expand It's Like you think the, the water is boiling and there's no place for the steam mm-hmm. to come out. And that's why it drives so many neurological diseases. So you can, you can see glyphosate affecting excitatory effects in the brain. It's also very similar to glycine, the, the smallest amino acids that is a, neuro, a neuroprotective, calm has a calming effect on our nervous system, it exchanges with it and becomes a neuroexcitatory. excitatory. Mm. So you can see uh, uh, epidemiologically and geographically rising ADHD in autism in areas where in areas where there's a lot of spraying, like the Central mm. Valley in California. And then it will affect areas of high metabolism, thyroid being a classical one, right? It produces all the time. And in the thyroid, you know, it will create, it relates to thyroid cancer and it will create other systems that, that have to change all the time. So it affects lymphomas, leukemias, different cancers. But because it has an ongoing toxicity, it is a major contributor for one of the biggest and, un, uh, and uh, diseases that don't get enough attention in this country and all over the world, which is chronic kidney disease. Seventeen percent of the population. So wow. glyphosate drives chronic kidney disease. It can also disrupt the glutathione production because glycine is being disturbed, and it also weakens glycine-driven proteins. So it will it will weaken collagen, you know, and oh. uh, and as you get like you know joint problems and, and uh, tendonal problems. So it's something we have to be aware of. And with something we have to address on a daily basis because we get exposed everyone will have some glyphosate in the urine i mean it's rare i don't think i've seen somebody with no glyphosate in the urine maybe you know one in a hundred
0: yeah yeah for sure it's ubiquitous it's everywhere we're all being we're all being you know in basically just bathing in it in a sense Obviously, having things like water filtration can be an important component, Rotary. eating organic foods, doing our best right. to try to minimize right, right. it. But like you said, there's no way we're gonna fully eliminate it. Right. So it's it it becomes now like what is your, your toxicity threshold? Right. Like yeah, what, you know, if your bucket is filling up with toxins and it's overflowing because your drainage pathways are blocked and you're just consuming so much of it, you're gonna have major symptoms. And, uh, you know, you got to keep your exposure down, open up your drainage pathways, all of that's really important. But of course, there's a lot of people that are listening to this, where, I mean, they are dealing with chronic inflammatory conditions. And so their, their buckets already overflowing. And I know, in your book, The Survival Paradox, you describe something you call the survival paradox protein. Can you elaborate
1: more on that? Of course. So the survival paradox offers a new paradigm to understanding of health and disease. And we all know that inflammation drives many diseases, but inflammation is really not the cause of a disease. It's a result. It's a result of an inappropriate response. And the paradox is that what keeps us alive is actually what also gets us sick Hmm. and also shortens our life, drives aging, and also makes our life difficult. So because we are innately wired to survive, we respond to any danger to our survival immediately, within a fraction of a second, and we, we can't control it. It's innate, and that's the autonomic sympathetic system. We respond by fighting, which equates to inflammation and the cytokine storm, we know so well now, and or responds by fight, fear of or, or, or flight. We run away or we hide, we freeze which creates microenvironment, which creates isolation, which creates fibrosis. So, this, so fibrosis and inflammation are expression of an inappropriate survival response. And because the body is built to do it and needs to do it, the sympathetic system, as you know so well, can be counteracted with deep breath, with relaxation, with meditation, but the biochemical system responds within, within maybe a few seconds by producing some, or a minute or two, by producing some what, what are called alarming protein. And the key one that I've researched for almost 30 years, made some of the major discoveries on blocking it with modified sweet respectin, spectosol, is called galactin-3. I call it the survival paradox protein because it drives, it, it tries to repair the injury, repair the stress, repair the danger, but it does it by initiating inflammation fibrosis. And different than the sympathetic system, it doesn't turn off as easily. And the small difference of rise in galactin-3 will create a huge difference in inflammatory response. As an example, some of the published research I've done as part of an NIH grant, I've shown that galactin-3 in sepsis model in animals and in, in, in acute kidney injury, in damage to the kidney uh, from lack of blood supply, galactin-3 will rise before interleukin-6. And galactin-3 maybe will double, maybe will triple. Interleukin-6 will go up 1,000-fold because right. it's like a little bit off and then out there you got your downstream effect. Mm. So that's why addressing galactin-3 is key to our health. that's why galactin-3 blockers, I can say comfortably, are the most important supplements someone can take. Why? Because galactin-3 with being innate in us practically drives every chronic disease, but we've shown now also acute diseases like sepsis. For example, the cytokine storm in COVID is driven by galactin-3 response. So we see it in, in, in different ways. So addressing it in a simple way by using this modification of pectin on a, on a chemical way, but then as you, you know, as you teach so much, by improving our detoxification system, by letting go, by moving our leaf system, by letting go emotionally, by letting go psychologically, by taking time for repair, by reducing stress, by building a better connectivity between us and others, more accepting, more open heart, in better accepting within our body we create an an environment which is which is less reactive and this reactivity usually starts at our boundaries right we react to what comes to us we react on the cell surface with different receptors we react to the to the people around us but in the gut really whatever goes into our digestive system is not part of the body until it gets mm-hmm. absorbed So we really have a huge boundary between us and the environment within the gut. And this environment is amazing. First, you know, you talk so much about it, all the sophistication of the change in the qualities of the cells as you move through the intestines, but we got this close to 100 trillion organisms helping us as long as we respect them and we don't fight them and we don't insult them and we don't start move with a survival response towards them if we do then they, they create a protective shield by using creating something called biofilm that's how they hide and they use the biofilm to more aggressively penetrate into the into the gut lining and create inflammatory conditions that are microbiome imbalanced driven but glyphosate will fuel it just like mercury will fuel it, just like mycotoxin will fuel it. So it's a bucket of uh, outside conditions, genetic, epigenetic, and of course, lifestyle, food, water quality, and how we live our life.
0: Yeah, it's really good. And and kind of connecting back to glyphosate. So glyphosate's coming in, it's disordering our microbiome. It's increasing zonulin, which increases the laxity and the tight junctions right. in the gut, causing leaky gut, large proteins to, to seep across into the bloodstream, bacteria, bacterial toxins, fungal toxins into the bloodstream, driving up galactin-3, like you had mentioned, because now the body says, oh, there's a there's a problem here. So we got to heal, we got to repair. So galactin-3 goes up and then that creates this very large rise in different inflammatory cytokines like interleukin-6, uh, C-reactive protein, or some right. of these other these other uh, key inflammatory compounds that are easier to test for, right? Because like, is there a test for galactin-3?
1: Galactin-3 is much, much easier to test it internally. Really? Yeah. The test is much much more accurate. Yeah. It's uh, well established. It's FDA approved since 2011 and it's covered by all insurances. Oh, wonderful. And it's, it's formally was approved for heart failure.
0: Hmm, okay.
1: Because the uh, galactin three will drive fibrosis in the heart, so patient with heart failure uh, will will be the heart failure is much deadlier if galactin three is elevated dramatically. But yes, so it it is available in uh, the whole field of galactin three is one of the best kept secrets in town. But it's changing, you know. There are about ten thousand published papers on galactin three. Yeah. Over 80 published paper on on, on, on modified citrus spectin, on pectosol. Uh, there's interest. I got a large NIH grant to study depletion of galactin 3 through therapeutic apheresis which is something I specialized at Amitabha Medical Clinic. So there is interest in it, you know. Yeah, initially, absolutely. I, initially I was a bit alone, you know, in the 90s, but uh now it's 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 uh, acceptable as the whole field of medicine it is gaining a lot of interest but galactin-3 plays a big role in the gut because it enhances growth of abnormal bacteria it affects the Mm -hmm. microbiome and when we blow galactin-3 we have done a number we published a number of papers with the usda showing that when you use modified citrospectin, you will improve the quality of the microbiome in fact it would improve the response of infections to antibiotics hmm. because galactin 3 how does it happen it's in because galactin 3 is a carbohydrate binding protein so it has a place where it binds to carbohydrate this receptor and it binds to different ligands or it binds to receptors on the cell surface or the gut lining it will create pentamer, and pentamers will attach to pentamers, and literally will create a coating okay l- yeah. l- 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 Literally, we'll create a lattice formation that will produce arteriosclerotic plaque that will be the backbone of the biofilm and also will create a microenvironment that allows bacteria to hide, viruses to hide, but also allows cells to start functioning on their own and have less of a regulatory input from the environment and the classical, of course, is cancer, but also autoimmune processes. So... I'd, So when you address galactin-3, no matter what therapy you're using, it's going to be more effective.
0: I just wanted to take a quick moment to let you know that this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast is sponsored by our friends at Paleo Valley. They make the most powerful, pure vitamin C supplement you can get. Because unlike most vitamin C supplements containing synthetic ingredients that are created in the lab, Paleo Valley Essential C Complex is made from three of the most potent whole food sources of vitamin C on the planet. Nothing weird, just food. Check them out at paleovalley.com and use the coupon code Jockers J O C K E R S to get fifteen percent off today. Are restless nights stealing your sleep? Well, if so, I have a podcast recommendation for you. It's called Sleep Magic. On the Sleep Magic podcast, episodes are delivered in relaxing, soft tones, getting slower as the episode goes on with relaxing suggestions that encourage sleep. Sleep Magic has over 100 free episodes, so there are plenty of options to choose from, and the show is already trusted by hundreds of thousands of people who use it every night to get better sleep. So go subscribe to Sleep Magic now wherever you listen to podcasts and start listening for free today. Just search Sleep Magic on your favorite podcast app. Now going back to the testing, can you just get that standard like blood work on like Lab Core? You can yeah. order Galactin oh, 3. And is there a difference? Is there a difference between the clinical range and kind of what you're looking at as far as optimal range? For example, like you know, when I test for high sensitivity C reactive protein, you know, it's not flagged high unless it's typically up over two or three. Right. Whereas for me, it's like anything over one is high, and really we want to get it as low as possible uh, as an ideal measurement. So, what what would you look at? What would be kind of the clinical range or in the optimal range uh, for
1: galactin? This is a great question. The reason is, and it's a great question in general because you know people like you and me, we look at optimal range. I mean, yeah. with regular no, conventional doctor, I mean, I'm a medical doctor. Look, oh, it's within range. It's normal. No, no, no. Where is it? Thyroid is a great example, but when it comes to galactin-3, the normal is based on the research they've done on heart failure patients. Mm. And they've done with a manual kit. Heart failure patients, many of them have kidney damage already. So the average galactin-3 goes up because the kidney is not excreting well. So for them, anything under 17.8 is normal. Mm. Sometimes even 22. 17.8 17.8 is extremely high yeah. for the general population. In fact, any so, so we want it to be around now now the, now it's automated already through so the Abbott ABOT labs. So the levels are actually lower because I I I've tested thousands and thousands. Yeah. So I, I know the different devices. So I would I like it around eight, nine, 10. 12 is already a little bit high. Anything above 14 is an issue. But you block galactin-3 with modified two spectin, regardless of the level of,
0: hmm.
1: of galactin-3. And what is the reason? The reason is that based on the level of MMP9 activities, which is a genetic component, different people will have more pentamers or will have more monomers. But the device will read it as one because it's attaching at the end terminal, not at the carbohydrate terminal. So in, in this sense, you really should use a modified cytospectin based on your clinical condition. You will test it because if you see a correlation, for example, in cancer, between the cancer spreading and galactin-3 going up, it becomes a good good marker to follow. And if galactin-3 is, let's say, above 17.8, you need more modified cytospectin because you've got more galactin-3 to block, and if people are relatively healthy or really healthy and they do a blood test and suddenly you see galactin 320, something is going on. Mm. Something is on. Yeah. It can be because fibrotic processes will drive galactin 3, especially mm. when they are inflamed. As much as a scar from surgery that didn't heal, you know, or an mm. internal scar or scarring in their organs. So you'll see galactin 3 elevated with chronic kidney disease, with heart failure, which is more fibrotic ejection fraction, with uh, NASH and liver disease, with pulmonary uh, hypertension, and IPF, you know, post-strokes, with all autoimmune diseases, with, uh, you know, the, uh, the Alzheimer plaque is 10 to 20-fold concentration mm. of galactin 3 compared to normal tissue. So in the brain, similar to the gut, it will disrupt the blood-brain barrier and it will, it will activate microglia and create inflammation. So it's interesting study that, for example, from earlier this year, if you create damage to, a, to brain tissue by stopping circulation for a short time, what you called perfusion, injury, reperfusion, that happens in strokes, happens in certain surgeries where you shut down circulation, but also happens in our life if we block our supply in a certain uh, posture or position, you immediately get a trigger of galactin-3 and inflammation starts. And if you put modified introspective on this tissue, you will reverse the damage. So blocking galactin-3 really makes a difference. And we have shown in our animal studies on on sepsis that when we remove galactin-3, we stop the septic process. So this is something we're yeah. studying now with NH. Yeah, right?
0: yeah, really interesting. So going back to the testing, so you said seventeen point. Usually, if you get you get the get it run through LabCorp, um right. It's not going to be flagged unless it's up over seventeen point eight. Right. Otherwise, the doctor will say, "Well, it looks like it's a normal range." Okay. However, based on your research, looking at thousands of these, if it's up over fourteen, we know that there's a significant issue. And really, if it, we really want it under ten. 10 to 14 right. is kind of borderline. We really want it under 10. However, because of the way that it's measured, you may you may still, what you were saying is you may still have issues. It may actually be kind of falsely low uh, if it's under 10, if you have chronic health issues.
1: Right. So for example, we just published our multicenter trial on a biochemical relapse of prostate cancer. So prostate cancer, the cancer was removed. There's no PSA, now PSA starts coming back because it's cancer growing back. And so prostate cancer has different degrees of aggressiveness called the Gleason score. So we saw a response in all levels of Gleason score, which means when they took Modified Cicrospectin, it slowed down or stopped the growth, stopped the rise of the PSA in almost 90% of people, baseline compared to 18 months, very dramatic. even in those with Galactin three was low, you still got the effects because of their different structures. So you don't say, oh i don't need I don't need mm-hmm. to address Galactin three because it's like saying I don't need to to address my innate built-in survival drive, yeah. which yeah. is causing me to be reactive instead of just be responsive, you know mm-hmm. and, you yeah. know take, take things to the heart and just respond with an open heart instead of going into our fighting mode that affect other systems mm-hmm. in the body from Chinese medicine, from, from many systems. Yeah. And so, yes, so and that's why that's why it's so important. So, for example, we are not the only ones who want to survive. The, the aggressive bacteria in the microbiome mm-hmm. that feel threatened also want to survive. We know it with Lyme yeah. disease, right? Spirochet right. wakes up in the gut when there is stress. They want to survive. Well, they also utilize... Galactin-3. So mm-hmm. cancer will utilize Galactin-3 to shut down the immune system. We have shown you introduce Galactin-3 to the environment of a T-cell, you shut down cytokine
0: mm. excretion.
1: You block it, it will, it will work again. So for example, a pdl one inhibitor, the key immunotherapy used in cancer, will not work in patients with elevated Galactin-3. Mm. Why? Because the cancer is Overcoming the ability of the immune system to detect it and to respond. And when, and so these are all areas that you can see. You can see research, you know, a lot of research on digestive issues and inflammation. The research started in cancer, research in cardiovascular and kidneys. How is it possible? Because it's addressing a basic mechanism which is universal to every cell in our body.
0: Yeah. And so you talked about blocking galactin, galactin three with modified citrus pectin. So citrus pectin is, it's basically like a fiber that is on the outer layer of different fruits. And in this case, citrus. So it's, and it's the, it's the white part. Yeah. Like on an orange or a grapefruit, that's where you call it. We call the citrus pectin, which is, which is a really good fiber. It's got great binding capacity in the gut. Uh, a lot of good detoxification properties so we recommend people eat that white part when they're eating their right, orange right, and the grape, right. grapefruit. Now modified citrus pectin though takes that original pectin but it modifies it in a certain way and can you describe that in more yes. detail?
1: Yes so it's very specific it modifies it to a low molecular weight and to a specific structure. So it becomes so it can get so it can absorbed into the bloodstream. Pen- pectin does not get absorbed so pectin will not do all of these things. It will, as you said, it's a very good binder in the gut. And it also makes it more available to bind by freeing some mm. of its binding site. So yeah, yeah. So this modification is done using enzymatic process and pH changes and heat. And, you know, we have, when I developed the first modified to pectosol almost 28 years ago, now I'm not no longer part of the commercial side of it. It belongs to somebody else. But it's kind of fun to see how 30 years of work and you can really see the benefit in so many patients. And so, yeah, so it has, it also has a, has a remarkable binding effect for toxins, for heavy metals, which we published really over 20 years ago, some mycotoxins. And so it's one of the compounds that you will use as part of a detox system. And the reason why it's so important as part of a detox system, especially with, with gut issues, because it binds, but it reduces inflammation. Hmm. Many binders, you know, is they, they produce side effects, they produce inflammation. Not in MCP will downregulate the inflammatory, the excessive inflammatory process. Which they
0: binders put, are driving up inflammation
1: as they bind from your experience? No, it's so much the bind, not so much the binders directly, but the response of the body, hmm. you know, the response, it's really the concept is like, you take all your drawers and you throw all the toxins on the floor. As you said, you mentioned that the toxicity in detoxification pathways get overwhelmed and the body will respond with inflammation. Galactin-3 drives it and MCP will regulate it. So you can see, so when we started our research, you know, the focus was on cancer. I'm an integrative, especially the integrative oncology for decades. It was very impressive research, was the first substance ever to affect the metastatic process. No drugs even. I often say if it was a drug, it would have been a multi-billion dollar <laughs> of a, a preparation, right? But it was just the freaking pill of the citrus fruit. <laughs> but it was published in JNCI, Journal of National Cancer Institute, in '95. Think how long it took until I'm finally publishing a multi-center trial by 2017 or 2018. Yeah. So in collaborating with Avram Raz, which was on, in the initial papers. So. As we started using modified titus pectin, we started seeing that people's joints are getting better, that their memory is improving, blood pressure is regulating. And then I realized, wow, it's regulating inflammation and fibrosis was my discovery. And then because of some of, of the use of pectins, regular pectins in Chernobyl for children, because the food was full of radioactive material, as you said, pectin is a very good binder. They saw dramatic reduction in in the reading of radioactive material, which is positively charged figured, aha, this is going to be a systemic binder of heavy metals, which it was. And I, I I think I published my first research on it in 2000, and it's an established, valid chelator of heavy metal in a safe way. It doesn't deplete minerals. So really, it's this, it's this magical you know, gift from nature mm. and uh, and and it it, it 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 you know it again and it wasn't necessarily the topic of fog, but that's we are getting the it really integrates and allows you to use a lot of things with it. So it's part of the strategy for for removal of toxins and for the down regulation and for the helping us to deal with so much toxicity on so many levels. Because the response we have to it is fight and fibrosis. So you know, people with heart failure. If galactin 3 is under 17.8, one out of eight will die in three years. 12.5%. It's a lot. If the galactin 3 is over 25.6, not such a big difference, 37% will die in three years. Can you believe threefold? Why? Because the fibrotic process is more dominant and the heart becomes very rigid and it can't expand. So of course, if you look psychologically at it, when the heart becomes rigid and doesn't expand, it really, even when it contracts, it doesn't give as much. We become rigid. And yeah. when we become more responsive, we have an open heart. So you can see how the survival response, right? affects us in so many levels. And in this sense, the gut goes through this all the time as it's interacting with absorption and its neighbors, which are actually his friends, but we don't always know it, right? I mean, you think about the fact that adriamycin, maybe the most common chemotherapy, get inactivated if we took antibiotic the same day because it needs the bacteria of the gut, the microbiome to get activated. Think about the wisdom, right? Of even activating a toxic drug, but something that we need to fight a disease and the microbiome is coming into our service. So, as part of lack of diversity in the world outside, and lack of lack of diversity in our ability to accept opinions of other people, right? It it's reflected in the microbiome, and that's why leaky gut is much bigger than than leaky gut. It's really, it's really how we respond to the environment. How we respond to ourselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely and when people are developing bacterial overgrowth, microbial overgrowth in their gut, oftentimes these microbes protect themselves with biofilms and you know it, you know we can take antimicrobials things like that but unless we're actually breaking down the biofilms, you know, they're going to survive, they're going to they're going to continue to to thrive. So there's an element of biofilm breakdown, right? And then and then that using that binder to kind of grab and pull out And oftentimes during that process of breaking down the biofilms, people can have unwanted reactions, right? Symptoms, detox reactions. Now, I know from your experience, modified citruspectin really helps with all of that.
1: Right. So, what it does, modified citruspectin breaks the biofilm because it breaks Mm -hmm. the galactin 3, which is a bone structure, because galactin 3 attaches to glycolipids and to glycoprotein, and to oligosaccharide, which attach to heavy metals, which allow... So it breaks the biofilm, and it absorbs the toxin, and it down-regulates the inflammatory response that happens when suddenly the system is overwhelmed with toxins, which is really often the cause of the symptoms, right? So in this, this is why it's, it is so different. And some people who are not sensitive can go right away to a full dose of 15 grams. But people who are more sensitive, uh, they they build the the dose slowly. And the sensitivity is not really to the modified it It's more that it's buffered to the right pH with potassium and sodium. So it's really the electrolyte in the gut that causes the uh, reaction. Yeah, so you start small... Yeah, work your yeah, way up. Build up. But literally, some people can right away do full dose, and some people it takes a few days. Mm,
0: interesting. And how about glyphosate? How does it does it detox glyphosate? Um, I know you have a specific product,
1: right? So I know we ha- we have seen when we couple it with glypho detox, a stronger detoxification. But mm-hmm. I, we just finished our preliminary study. We, we still need a few more data points, but we have twelve or thirteen patients. And except for one outlier, I think all of them were seeing a significant reduction in, in in glyphosate. So glyphosate needs a little bit more of a global approach because it does get absorbed. So the concept, the way I think, is that wherever there is a problem, nature offers us a solution. And glyphosate affects the plants, and the result affects meat, of course. You know, the glyphosate yeah. affects the water system and fish and algae etc and glyphosate ex- affects the earth so i've used elements from all of these so you know so i used the uh, i used kelp because kelp is alginate, which binds to hmm. to to uh, to glyphosate but also regulates the gut lining very important with glyphosate so it doesn't get absorbed but also kelp has nutrients, also negatively charged nutrients, which are very important because we need to detoxify the fluorides and bromides and chlorides and then negatively charged posit- and, all, and, and give good quality organic iodine. So when you have po- negatively charged ions, they can exchange. So there's a lot of focus on positively charged heavy metal, but you've got to move it. And it has nutrients and it has protein. So, but it also is alginate by itself. And then I use high molecular weight pectin grapefruit for the reason that you mentioned before. Mm-hmm. So it's a different structure. It's more, it binds more lipid solubles. So it will bind more mycotoxins. So mm-hmm. you can see the different, the different yeah. kingdom. And then I use shilajit, shilajit right. with fulvic acid, magical yeah. compound that I've been interested in. For almost twenty years, and interesting, hmm. if you ever saw the real shilajit, it's very sticky black. Yeah. I remember I got some samples from the Himalayas. I used to go to the Himalayas to to treat the different uh, meditation masters, and hmm. it's so dark and so strong. And I analyzed it; I found no heavy metals. that was blown away, you know. This was wow. like you know, 2006, 2007, 2008, and uh, but it also regulates and helps mitochondrial function and reduces neuroinflammation. So within also, when you have all of these compounds working together, then I add glycine just to exchange with glyphosate and help Mm -hmm. glutathione production. And we're getting very exciting results with the use of glyphosate, two twice a day, but especially with the glyphosate MCP, the glyphodetox and MCP and pectosol uh, combination for neuroinflammation a lot, a lot for neuro, which is so related to, to, to gut issues, you know, as yeah. so well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. I know, uh, in my clinic, we've used a lot of fulvic acid based products, yeah. a lot of bioactive carbon based products yeah. and, uh, yeah, they, they get really great results. Shilajit and different things like that. So yeah, yeah. Really, really fascinating stuff and, and love the, the work that you're doing with modified citrus pectin. And, your, your new, uh, what was it? Glyphos, your glypho, new glypho,
1: glypho detox.
0: Yeah. Glypho yeah. detox product. Absolutely. So really interesting. And people can find those products on your, let's see, they are they are with, um,
1: yeah, they can find it. It's it,
0: it, your, it, your it, eco yeah. nugenics right? Right. Yeah.
1: And they, yeah. Oh, they can go to my website, dr. Elias.com yeah. and find out more about my research and my work. and
0: Yep. Dr. Elias.org. So, right. yep. Wonderful site. And and guys, also a really great book, The Survival Paradox, where you know, he just kind of touched on some of this stuff in this interview. But if you want to go deeper in the science, if you really like this stuff, kind of like me and, and Dr. Elias, we could probably do a 10-hour a discussion here. Right. Um, you could just get his book, The Survival Paradox, really well written and a lot of great information, great content there. And so Dr. Elias, I just want to thank you for all the great work you're doing and uh, i know you're you're helping so many people all around the world and also training practitioners with all of this stuff i know i've learned a lot from you so i really appreciate that any last words of inspiration for our audience here
1: yeah i think that uh, you know if you look at the gut lining it changes rapidly and it's just a reflection of the fact that everything changes all the time the only the only absolute non-changeable truth is that everything changes and because everything changes everything is possible And because of everything possible, we have infinite healing capacity, infinite healing potential. And it's just about finding what works for us and just keep going. And then things can can turn in the right direction.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again for your time. What a great interview. I know those of you guys that are listening, I know you got a lot out of this. And if you're still listening with us right now, please share this with somebody that you know and that you care about. This information can literally change and save their lives. So please do that. Thank you for joining us and being a part of our community. And we'll see you guys in a future show. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life. You know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.